Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News for Thursday, January 6, 2022. Stand up for your country. We're very pleased you're with us. This is a very important news day, the one-year anniversary of the Capitol riot. We hope we will give you the best coverage in the world, not only in the United States. And if we let you down on any uh, area, please let us know, Bill at BillOReilly.com. But I think you'll find our coverage to be very educational and very fair tonight. So I hope you have a pen and paper. I'm going to give you a lot of information uh, that you should just keep handy because there's a lot of stuff going on that's really hurting you the American citizen and the worldwide citizen, if you care about the United States. So today was all about politics. It wasn't about the Capitol riot, which every patriotic American knows was despicable. And, and, and if you don't know that, you need to talk to somebody. It was a despicable act to invade the Capitol of the United States. And it cannot be justified at all, in any way. So those of us who understand that, and that's the vast majority of this country, want to know, okay, so what is the truth about what happened? And that's what I'm here to give you. Um, We'll begin with the facts, because I think that has to set up the opinion. So um, last year at this time, about 2,000 people were milling around the Capitol grounds. Uh, They were part of a demonstration, most of them, in support of President Trump, people who believed that the election uh, was not fair and was fraudulent to some extent. Those people came to Washington at the behest of Mr. Trump for a demonstration. Now, we estimate there were 700,000 people but about 2,000 of them peeled off and went to the Capitol. That, those are the best estimates that we have. Okay? So let me give you a timeline. We'll put it up on the screen as well. At 11 a.m., the rally began. It was called Save America. Okay? And then at 11.50, Donald Trump gave a speech, an outdoor address. In that speech... He put forth that the election was not honest and he wanted people to protest that. Roll the tape. I know that everyone here will soon be marching over to the Capitol building to peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard. Today we will see whether Republicans stand strong for integrity of our elections, but whether or not they stand strong for our country. Okay, so you heard, obviously, the word peacefully. At that point, no one had any idea, the point that the president was speaking, that there would be a riot at the Capitol. Nobody knew. So the president spoke for about an hour and 11 minutes. All right? At 101, he concluded his speech. Short time later, about 10 minutes later, the first rioters began fighting with police on the Capitol steps. Um, and the riot then ensued. One hour and 28 minutes later, President Trump tweeted, quote, Please support our Capitol Police and law enforcement. They are truly on 
the side of our country stay peaceful. All right, so that's 88 minutes after the riot began. But that's a long 88 minutes, and television coverage was showing pictures of what was happening at the Capitol, and some have criticized Donald Trump, and I think there's a legitimacy to that, that he didn't act quickly enough. In fact, in the Trump O'Reilly tour, I asked him a number of times, would you do anything differently? He didn't answer the question, but I think he knows his delay hurt him and the Republican cause. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Now, at 3.13, which is, what, 45 minutes after the first tweet, a second tweet went out from Donald Trump. Quote, I am asking for everyone at the U.S. Capitol to remain peaceful. No violence. Remember, we are the party of law and order. Respect the law and our great men and women in blue. Thank you. So that's three peacefuls um, in uh, a couple of hours from Donald Trump. And these are facts. They're not debatable. This is what happened. Then at 4.17, an hour after the second treat, a third went out, and this was video of Donald Trump addressing the people inside the Capitol, asking everybody to go home. And then at 8 p.m., as the Capitol cleared, uh, Congress reconvened to resume counting the Electoral College votes. So I will remind you that this Capitol riot was launched to prevent Congress from certifying the Electoral vote. That's why it happened. Now, in the process of this riot, about 140 police officers were hurt. All right. Most of them didn't go to the hospital, but they were assaulted. At least 225 individuals are charged with assaulting those cops. All right. More than 725 of the rioters have been charged with something. But 640 of them are charged with misdemeanors, mostly trespass. So that means 85 felony beefs out of a crowd of about 700,000. I'm just putting it into perspective. I'm not making any excuses. All right. All 2,000 or whatever the number was of people who violated the Capitol grounds are guilty. Should not have done that. Okay. Now. A few of those charged are being held without bail, but the Justice Department will not say how many. All right. We know a a few, but we don't know how many are being held right now without bail. And judges make that determination. But the vast majority of people are out on bail. Some have already been convicted and sentenced. So let's get to um, President Biden's speech, knowing all of what I have told you, which is very important to know all that, okay? So now the politics begin. As I told you yesterday, this speech was designed to take Donald Trump off the board as a possible presidential candidate in 2024. That's what this was all about. That's number one. Number two was to try to reignite support for Joe Biden, who is having a terrible time governing, as everybody knows. So he came off as, you know, a tough guy. But the speech had no component at all of trying to unite the country, of trying to give you some insight into why all this happened. It had no insight at all. It was designed purely for one reason, and that was to diminish Donald Trump. 
So here is, we have four sound bites from President Biden. Here's the first one. Go. We didn't see a former president who had just rallied the mob to attack, sitting in the private dining room off the Oval Office in the White House, watching it all on television and doing nothing for hours. Okay, it was 88 minutes um, between the time the riot started and when Donald Trump first tweeted to get out of there not ours, and rallied the mob to attack. So that's not true. If you're going to talk about lies, I mean, I think we have to just assign them. Uh, Trump said peacefully, clearly. Biden knows that, doesn't care. Why would he care? The speech is designed to denigrate Trump. Soundbite number two, go. This was an armed insurrection. They weren't looking to uphold the will of the people. They were looking to deny the will of the people. They were looking to uphold. They weren't looking to uphold a free and fair election. They were looking to overturn one. They were looking to save the cause of America. They were looking to subvert the Constitution. Okay, armed insurrection. Not one of the rioters has been charged with having a firearm on the Capitol ground. So you can parse it and say, yeah, if you had a hammer, a crowbar, a Swiss army knife, you were armed. You can do that. But that's not what President Biden wanted to get across to the public, the uninformed public, the people who read The New York Times and watch MSNBC. It's not what he wanted to get across. He wanted them to believe that they were armed with firearms Okay, people inside the Capitol. That's not true. No charges have been lodged in that area with firearms. You know, (laughs) we're living in an age where the truth just doesn't matter, even at the highest levels of this country. They, the Democrats and their media allies, accuse President Trump of lying about the election. All right. President Trump sincerely believes that the election was a fraud. That's what he believes. Is that a lie? Now, he has not been able to produce evidence in court that would back up his opinion. That is true. But, you know, did Biden just lie when he said there was an armed insurrection? Biden doesn't even know what he's saying in my humble opinion. Third soundbite, go. We must be absolutely clear about what is true and what is a lie. And here's the truth. The former president of the United States of America has created and spread a web of lies about the 2020 election. He's done so because he values power over principle because he sees his own interest as more important than his country's interest, than America's interest. And because his bruised ego matters more to him than our democracy or our Constitution, he can't accept he lost. Okay, so that's purely politics right there. That's what it is. So Trump bad, Trump evil, get him out of here, don't let him ever run again. That's what that was. 
The fourth soundbite is, is, is an interesting one because this is the only time that Biden veers away from attacking Trump directly. The, the whole speech was get Trump, except for this role. Here's the truth. The election of 2020 was the greatest demonstration of democracy in the history of this country. More of you voted in that election than have ever voted in all of American history. Right now, in state after state, new laws are being written, not to protect the vote, but to deny it. Not only to suppress the vote, but to subvert it. Not to strengthen and protect our democracy, but because the former president lost, instead of looking at the election results from 2020 and saying, they need new ideas or better ideas to win more votes. The former president and his supporters have decided the only way for them to win is to suppress your vote and subvert our elections. It's wrong. It's undemocratic. And frankly, it's un-American. So what he's talking about is voter ID. He doesn't want voter ID, Joe Biden, nor does the Democratic Party. Don't, they don't want you, when voting, to prove who you are. That's voter suppression, in their opinion, voter ID. There were many, many changes in mail-in ballots that resulted in chaos and Mark Zuckerberg spending $430 million to pay people to go to other people's homes, voters' homes, and help them with their ballot, most of which went to Biden. That's pretty dubious. So many states would like to stop that, would make it illegal to have people helping, because you can't do that at the polling place. Can't do any of that when you actually go to vote at a polling place. It's against the law. But somehow in mail-in voting, you can do that. You can go in and tell the person exactly how to vote, take their vote, call bundling, and bring it to the uh, precinct. Does that sound like a good, honest way to conduct an election to you? But Biden loves it. Loves it. So this is, again, bordering on sedition to say you shouldn't have to prove who you are before you vote. And we should allow people to go into your house, paid people, and show you, tell you, whatever, how to vote. As simple as that. Now, if President Trump would just step back for a moment, that's where the fraud was. That's where the corruption was. All this Rudy Giuliani stuff about ballots under tables and this, that, that's never going to be proven. That's a loser. Zuckerberg is not a loser. I hope I'm making myself quite clear to President Trump and those who support him. Now, after hearing the speech, of course, Donald Trump issued his statement, as he should have. We'll put it up on the screen, and I'll quote the most important part of it. Biden, who is destroying our nation with insane policies of open borders, corrupt elections, disastrous energy policies, unconstitutional mandates, that's COVID, and devastating school closures, use my name today, try to further divide America. 
This political theater is all just a distraction for the fact that Biden has completely and totally failed. Our country is no longer has borders, has totally and completely lost control of COVID, is no longer energy dependent, inflation is rampant, military is in chaos, and our exit or surrender from Afghanistan was perhaps the most embarrassing day in the long and distinguished history of the United States, and so much more, unquote. So there is one thing in there that uh, isn't true. Uh, Biden never used Trump's name. He was always a former president. Never. And that was, of course, by design. So Trump is saying, and, and what he's saying is true, that this is a tremendous diversion by the Democrats and President Biden away from what's actually happening in this country. Now, as I predicted yesterday, President Biden did not mention that President Trump called for the National Guard on January 5th and did not mention that Nancy Pelosi, who oversees Congress and who has the authority to request the Guard, did not request it, even though she knew that Trump had. Now, President Biden didn't mention that. Wonder why. He also didn't mention that Pelosi and the former Sergeant-at-Arms for the Capitol Police, Paul Irving, refused to hand over their correspondence to Congress on January 6, 2021. That's pretty big. House panel's not going to do it. So you see the corruption here? You see how, how bad this is? And I'm not sympathizing with Trump, and I'm not trying to condemn Biden. I'm just pointing out what's happening, factually happening. I told you yesterday that Biden was never going to get into anything else other than to slime Trump. And that's what happened. All right. So that was 18 minutes on that. I hope you found it accurate and illuminating. Let me know. Bill at BillOReilly.com. Everything is expensive these days. You know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its free fall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call. And they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD. Two six five five three two. Now let's go to Vice President Harris, who gave an address before President Biden. Roll the tape. What the extremists who roamed these halls targeted was not only the lives of elected leaders. What they sought to degrade and destroy was not only a building hallowed 
as it is. What they were assaulting were the institutions, the values, the ideals that generations of Americans have marched, picketed, and shed blood to establish and defend. Oh, how noble. Okay, so she basically says that the people who invaded the Capitol targeted the lives of elected leaders, wanted to kill them. That's what the former attorney general of California just alleged. Targeted the lives means wanted to kill them. Okay, but the other thing that is just unbelievable is that she says uh, these people are terrible terrible, and they're impugning those who march, picketed, and shed blood to establish and defend our Constitution. Well, during the George Floyd riots, all right, where billions of dollars were destroyed of property and thousands of people hurt, some killed, Kamala Harris defended those arrested for violence in those riots. Here's her tweet from June 1st, 2020. If you are able to chip in now to the MNF Freedom Fund, Minnesota Freedom Fund, to help post bail for those protesting on the ground in Minnesota. So she wanted the people who were arsonists, assaulting cops, she wanted to help them get out on bail. She was asking for money to do that. So it is just incomprehensible that now she would be so indignant when other people doing precisely the same thing as the Floyd protesters who were arrested did, destroying property and confronting the police in a violent way. It's the same. All right. But she's okay with the Floyd, but not with the Capitol. That's a pretty tough thing to, uh, digest. But again, she was reading off a prompter, having trouble with the prompter. I'm sure you saw like this and really doesn't know what she's talking about anyway. So the media reaction and their allies to the Democratic Party and they like uh, President Biden was predictable. One interesting thing, I was switching around. Um, Fox News covered it for about five minutes and they, they were gone. <laughs> that was it. This is right after Biden's speech. Um, and then I guess they went back during the day, but they were just gone. And um, I don't know if that was wise. Um, CNN was predictable in its reaction. Roll the tape. The president of the United States delivering an extremely powerful, very, very significant speech, arguably the most important words he has uttered as the president of the United States directly over and over and over again blaming the former president of the United States, Donald Trump, for the violence that erupted at the U.S. Capitol exactly one year ago today. So Blitzer, the face of hard news on CNN, the most important speech Biden has ever made. That might be true because I, Biden doesn't really make many important speeches. I'd love to know uh, what he uh, thinks about COVID. Did the vaccines work? I, I'd love to know about uh, high prices for everything. What are you going to do to bring those down? I'd love to know if he's going to change his border, open border policies, but we don't have any speeches on those. 
we don't have anything. All right. Summing up political speech designed to take Trump off the board. Um, there were mistakes made by Donald Trump going forward. He might emphasize the Zuckerberg stuff and de-emphasize the ballots that were under the table or whatever that is. That's a loser. Um, Donald Trump is going to be a contender in 2024. Um, this is designed to make it harder for him. The story will die out by Monday. You'll have Sunday shows and all that, of course, weekend. Uh, but, you know, we're, we're past it now. Uh, the Zuckerberg thing should absolutely be in the forefront of every American's mind. That's got to be solved. Can't have $420 million going in to help a presidential candidate on Election Day. You can't. Because that is fraud. And that's, this is established. This isn't maybe it happened. This happened. All right. So we learned today, and every, and some of you are new uh, BillOReilly.com watchers and listeners. We learned today that somebody in the White House press corps has been watching us because every day we do President Biden's daily schedule, which is posted. Okay. And most days he doesn't have much on it. So that question was asked to his spokesperson, Jen Psaki. Roll the tape. He does have a number of uh, meetings with uh, policy teams, uh, and that's often what he's doing behind the scenes. If you if you were standing here today, which I know he's always invited, is what you guys will say, but he would say we never give him any free time or any time to think, um, and that is probably true. You don't have any time to think. So he's been to Delaware, his home in Delaware, 31 times. In a year. <laughs> you're not thinking there in a little beach setting and a little garden and no thinking, no time to think. 31 times. Okay, COVID update. Compared to this time last year, hospitalization for COVID is down 50% in this country. However, COVID cases are up 800%. Monday, there was a million. Now that's dropping, thank God. But it is clear now based on the data that this Omicron strain of COVID is not as intense as Delta or the initial strain, okay? This is data, this is fact. Now that doesn't diminish the fact that a million people on one day got COVID crazy numbers, but they're getting over it quickly. And I hope this will lead to what they call herd immunity. But I don't know. Does Joe Biden know? He's not telling us. Does he know about the vaccine when it wears off? Does he know about herd immunity? I, I, I don't know. I guess he needs time to think about it because we're not getting any info on it. 20,000 flights canceled since Christmas Eve on American air carriers, 20,000. Thank God I told all my concierge members who asked me not to fly, and that's another good reason for you to sign up for concierge membership on BillOReilly.com. I am ahead of it. And this is gonna go on now throughout the winter because you got winter storms, and I mean, it's gonna be very dicey to fly. Uh, Super Bowl. So the NFL is nervous because the Super Bowl is supposed to be in L.A., in California. 
And California at any given moment could shut down the whole state for COVID. Right? I mean, that's what they do. It's a liberal state. Liberals shut down. And, and so the NFL goes, yeah, you know, we got the Super Bowl, our big, big moneymaker, coming up on February 13th. All right, scheduled for L.A., and they could shut it down. So there's talk they may move it to Texas, where they're never going to shut it down, to Dallas, to the AT&T Stadium where the Cowboys play. I think that might happen. They moved the Super Bowl game there. And all California, you, you can't do business. very hard to do business there. Very hard. All right, I'm going to only go over this LeBron James thing quick. Let me just set this up. LeBron James has become a very controversial athlete because he got involved in politics. All right? Some perceive him as being soft on China. He's a big Black Lives Matter guy. He's the best basketball player in the universe right now. I mean, that's debatable, but the guy is fantastic, even at age 38. But he's doing stuff on the court that's very, very strange. So the other night, um, the Lakers are playing the Sacramento Kings, and uh, James took the game over, won the game for the Lakers, and sunk a layup. And then he went over to the Sacramento Kings bench. Roll that tape. Okay, and he gets the layup pretty much sealing the game, and then he starts yelling at the Sacramento King bench, and he's saying obscenities, big obscenities. No. I mean, we went over the Antonio Brown, Tampa Bay Buck thing. No. Now, the league should find him, but why is he doing this? I, th- I think the guy is really under a lot of pressure. All right, this day in history... Obviously, it was the Capitol riot, January 6, 2021. But I'm, I want to bring you something else that you might not know about. As you may know, we use a, a news outfit called Daily Chatter, dailychatter.com, as our foreign news source. So they cover today Kazakhstan, where there are tremendous anti-government protests going on. Thousands of people have been hurt. Now, this is a dictatorship. Uh, the guy in charge now is uh, Tokiev, but there's another guy behind the scenes. And it's, it's basically, this is a satellite of Russia. Putin calls the shots. But they raised gas prices, they doubled them, and now the people want to attack the government and are. They're attacking the government buildings, they're setting fires, they're doing everything that we should never even think of doing here. And that's why I'm doing this story. In a place like Kazakhstan, third world place, it's who's got the bigger gun? Who's got the bigger bomb to blow up the buildings? That's not what we are here. All right, millions of Americans think the 2022 election, I'm sorry, the 2020 election contained fraud. I I think there were elements of fraud in the election. But until a court can rule on it, we don't take the law into our own hands. That's what they do in Kazakhstan. (sighs) Okay, I need a break. I need to get a little water and then uh, we'll do some mail and we'll do a final thought of the day. Right back. 
Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, let's go to the mail. And this is from Barbara Young in Spring Hill, Florida. O'Reilly, I have a question. Why is the so-called select committee not investigating the shooting death of the young Patriot girl that got shot by the Capitol Police during the January 6th riot. She was unarmed. This is Ashley Babbitt. So, Barbara, it's already been investigated by the federal authorities, and it was found that the Capitol Police officer who shot and killed Miss Babbitt was doing his job. Those are the findings of the investigation from the federal government. Why? Because the corridor that Ms. Babbitt and others were trying to break into led directly into the chambers where the House and Senate people were. So if you were a police officer and you saw, all right, a mob trying to break down the doors to get into the chamber, what would you do? I would have fired a warning shot, which that officer did not do, but he's not compelled to do it. But I would have fired a warning shot into the ceiling. But they couldn't let the mob go into the chamber. So that is that story. And I feel sorry for Miss Babbitt. I mean, I don't think she had any idea what she was caught up in. Military veteran. Ralph and Joan Stewart, Sable, New York, out here on Long Island. Hey, Bill, thank God you said the obvious and President Trump listened and called off his press conference for January 6th. Now tell him to soften his message like Winston Churchill did. Remember, Churchill got booted and then got reelected. Well, I don't tell any sitting president or past president, anything. I suggest, if asked, so there's a controversy now about uh, people on the news sending messages to Donald Trump, suggesting that he get out and um, tell the people, his supporters, to get off the Capitol grounds. You know the controversy. It's Sean Hannity's involved, Laura Ingram's involved. Now, I don't think they did anything wrong by doing that. Everybody knows they're Trump supporters, but he knows they're friends of the president. They're not, they don't make a secret of it. All right. They socialize with him. They do it. But I don't do that. So I never, ever contact a president with a suggestion about anything. If they come to me, certainly as an American citizen, I'll give them my opinion on whatever they ask. I did that to Bill Clinton. 
George Bush, the younger. I did that with Barack Obama. And I did that with Donald Trump. Biden would never call me, so that streak is going to end. All right, Tomas Taos, New Mexico. Finally, Bill, you are asking some serious questions regarding the vaccine and natural immunity. Where are the studies to back any of this? Well, that's my question. Where's the data? But I don't like the word finally in here. So my reporting on COVID has been absolutely accurate. After the vaccine was rolled out, you'll remember, Tomas, that the cases of COVID worldwide went down dramatically. I hope you remember that. So the vaccine worked. It drove cases down almost as far as we were normal for a few months before this new Omicron thing came in. All right, and I reported that accurately. Now I'm in the dark. I don't know. Does the vaccine, how long does it last? As I said, I had a list of questions. Biden's never going to answer him. Fauci can't. Nobody even believes what Fauci says, which is why it's crazy he's even there. Valerie, on the message board, uh, perhaps I'm the only person who wishes President Trump had not canceled the press conference. He needed to say that he recommended 10,000 National Guard be at the Capitol on January 6th. And it was Pelosi and the mayor of D.C. that thwarted it. Okay, and I concur that that should be a major part of President Trump's presentation, but that would have been ignored by the corrupt corporate media. You know, it never would have been reported. So the disparagement that Donald Trump would have had to put up with wasn't worth it at this point. Uh, Tim, concierge member, thank you, Tim. Typically, the President of the United States gives a State of the Union address, given Biden's age and mine. Do you think we will see one this year? Yes, I do. We'll have a State of the Union this year. Gregory DeVita, Glen Cove, New York. If Joe Manchin were to switch parties, would Senator Schumer lose his position as majority leader? Yes. Uh, Bob Sandoval, Fauchier, Texas. Bill, why do you think conservative news personnel have not followed up more on Hunter Biden's laptop? What are they going to do? There's a book out about it. Conservative media has reported this story as far as they can report it. What do you do? Report the same thing every night? There's no investigation, and there won't be. Attorney General Merrick Garland's not going to investigate the president's son. That's it. Janie Harrell, Madisonville, Tennessee. O'Reilly, thank you for your message on Davy Crockett. I remember the TV program. He's a very important person in Tennessee's history. We sometimes remind Texans that if it weren't for Tennessee, there would be no Texas. Well, that might be a little exaggerated there, Janie. But I appreciate your support of your home state. Okay, we got a big sale on kids' books, history books. So I write the adult killing thing, and then we go into the kids' book. Same book, but it's down so the kids can understand it. Uh, Any tough language we take out, you know, that kind of thing. So if you have kids or grandkids... Uh, go to BillOReilly.com store. You'll see all the titles. Big sale on those. I hope you take that up. Uh, word of the day, do not kowtow. That is a real word. K-O-W-T-O-W. And it doesn't mean exactly what you think it means. Kowtow. All right, quick uh, final, quick break. And then a, a final thought about how January 6th is playing in the homes of people who don't care about politics. 
That's the final thought in a moment. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. Okay, let's do the final thought of the day. You know, all of this strife we have between uh, the Democrats and the Republicans, Biden and Trump, it's personal now. Very personal now. Donald Trump, absolutely going to run against Joe Biden if Biden gets a nomination, which I don't think he's going to, but I could be wrong on that. But it's personal. So how does it play in, in homes where you're not locked in the news, you don't watch news, you don't get a newspaper, you don't listen to talk radio, you kind of shut out, all right? Americans, and I, I mean, I think more than half the country is in that category. They don't really know day-to-day what's happening. They hear things, and they read things on social media, you know, and they hear from their friends, that kind of thing. But they don't really know, all right? This is what you're watching now, this broadcast, we have a private news service. There's no corporation involved. I run the show, all of that. It's for you. This is your private news service, okay? Well, these people never in a million years would take the time to do watch me or, or do any of that. So what do they think about all of the stuff that they're hearing? Well, number one, a lot of them believe stuff that isn't true because they just don't know the facts. And there's no way they're going to ferret them out. And number two, they're sick of it. They're sick of it. And even people who follow the news are sick of it. It's awful. Awful, terrible. And they don't want to hear it anymore. That's why the football ratings have come back so strong. Because there's a diversion away from. You can watch the game, root for a team. All right. You don't have to think about Biden and Trump and all of this strife, you know, and then get away from it. That's the majority in America. They don't want to hear about this stuff anymore. Now, what brings them back into the political arena is pain. And Joe Biden is inflicting pain on the regular folks because he can't govern. He doesn't know what to do. And therefore, we're all paying more 
for everything we need. And you're having an open border where communities are devastated, particularly along the border. And you have COVID where he can't answer the simplest question. How long does the vaccine last? President of the United States can't answer it. Okay, so when there's pain, when you're paying more than you have, when you have an illness, then people start to pay attention. So all of this January 6th stuff will stop on Monday. But impressions have been formed. But the Democrats will remain in big trouble because the country is not doing well. And that is the truth. Thank you for watching. We will see you soon.